Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Airway First, the podcast from the Children's Airway First Foundation. I'm your host, Rebecca St. James. My guest today is nurse and author Linda Harris. In the past, Linda suffered from both fibromyalgia and migraines and was able to find relief when she discovered that the main source of her pain was her TMJ and malocclusion. Through her own research and interviewing others with similar struggles, Linda found common issue and wrote the book Fibromyalgia and the TMJ Connection. Linda is now on a mission to help others. You can find out more about Linda on her website at fibromyalgiasecret.blogspot.com. And her book, The Fibromyalgia and TMJ Connection, is available on Amazon.com. And now let's jump into my interview with Linda Harris. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Linda. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So I'm going to start with um, something that we hear about time and time again. Um, Everything starts with the mouth. So I'd like to start our conversation there because it may, to me, that's kind of a logical place. Um, Have you explain how this phrase applies to your medical journey with fibromyalgia and how it relates to airway? Okay. Um, Originally, I'm a nurse and I was a head nurse at a hospital. I started fainting. I fainted 10 times um, between Labor Day and uh, the middle of October. And um, there's some noise there in the background. I'm not sure if that's picking it up or not. But no, we're okay. He um, so then uh, my I had a bridge put on. And then the temporary bridge popped off and I had no fainting for the next two weeks. And then the permanent bridge went on and I started fainting again. And so then um, I went to the dentist. I said, I think the problem is this new bridge. And he says, oh, no, no, it's fine. So then I had the worst toothache I ever had in my whole life. And I'm at the dentist's office the next Sunday, too. And he x-rays and I had an abscess underneath the bridge that he put on two weeks ago. So they drove through the bridge and um, I had to have a root canal. And then um, about three months later, so the fainting stopped after I had the root canal. But then three months later, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I couldn't sleep. And actually, when the bridge went on, I started biting my cheek, having difficulty swallowing pills. I didn't feel well. And um, eight months later, I started fainting again. And instead of going to the doctors, because they ruled, they had a halter monitor and everything, everything was fine there. But so I went to the dentist when I started fainting again. And what I had was another abscess underneath my bridge, underneath the root canal that I'd had done. So they did another root canal. How is that even possible? Well, you know what had happened. And so, you know, I was just lucky, you know, normally you never, once you have a root canal, you don't have any pain from that tooth. Mm-hmm. It's my fainting that really guided me to go back to the dentist. So um, I went, because I had 29 symptoms and you can't go to a medical doctor for 29 symptoms. Right. I, I, I took my 29 symptoms on a piece of paper and I went to a naturopath. 
And when I went to the naturopath, I said, all this started with my teeth. And he says, well, it is your teeth. He says, your bridge is right here. Didn't open my mouth, knew exactly where it was. And that's because mm-hmm. I had symptoms down the meridian from that tooth. So acup- everybody is familiar with acupuncture, but those acupuncture lines actually run through the teeth. So he knew okay. that 213, I couldn't turn my head to the left. I had pain in my shoulder. I had pain in my elbow. I had tendonitis, carpal tunnel. I had um, pressure pressure in my chest and um, had panic attacks, which I'd never had before. I mean, you know, I had managed three cardiac arrests at one time at the hospital. So I knew that I shouldn't be having panic attacks. And mm. then I, um, my, I had sciatica, my balance was off. I come up with the wrong word when I spoke. And so I took that chart that the naturopath gave me and I took it to um, the dentist and I said, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's something wrong with my bridge. And, you know, they looked at me in the chair with my mouth open. So they said, nope, there's nothing wrong with your bridge. So I went to another dentist and I took the chart the naturopath gave me. And he said, no naturopath's going to tell me that there's something wrong with your teeth. So I left. And what I realized is if they had looked at my bite instead of just looking at me with my mouth open, they would have realized that I was in a crossbite. And Mm -hmm. that was causing an airway problem for me. And that I also had TMJ clicking in my jaw. So um, I couldn't get help. So I I had actually signed up to go on a medical mission to Ecuador. I switched planes in Miami. And a couple got on late in the plane. And I said I'd switch places with the man's wife that was next to me. So I, it was divine intervention that I sat next to this lady from Michigan. Okay. And um, we're talking about our daughters playing soccer. And she says, well, we just about lost our star soccer player. She had pain in her arm and her leg, but there was a dentist's daughter on the team. And he says, oh, I know what your problem is. Your bite's off. And I says, you know, a dentist that knows this. And she says, Yes. So she wrote me a letter and I got it when I got home from my medical mission to Ecuador and I called him and I went to see him. And the first thing he did was give me a mirror and ask me if he thought my bite looked right. I was in a crossbite. The top, really the space in your front teeth, top teeth should line up with the space in your bottom teeth. And Mm -hmm. it didn't, my jaw was, it was off. And he said to me, um, he put me in the chair and he looked at it. He says, your bridge isn't on right it's sitting too close to your cheek so when he took it off all of a sudden I could turn my head again my pain in my arm my elbow my sciatica everything went away everything from that meridian went away wow and and so I thought did you talk to him about this what the naturopath had told you Yes, yes, I did. And he knew about meridians. This is this is a more of a naturopathic dentist. And he he's not he's a head, neck and facial pain dentist. So he knew this, this. And so he knew right away what the problem was. And so then he told me that. So I had the symptoms down the meridian, they went away when he took the bridge off. But I had migraine headaches for 30 years, had difficulty sleeping. He says, you know what? 
we can get rid of your migraines. We'll put a splint to bring your jaw forward. And then your nerves and your blood vessels aren't caught behind your condyle. And then you'll be better. So I, the roads were really bad at that time going to Michigan. And so I found one head, neck and facial pain dentist in London, Ontario, Dr. Brock Rondo. And I went to him and I wore a double splint on my bottom and top teeth. I couldn't take it off except to brush my teeth for six months. My bottom jaw came forward seven millimeters. Oh All of a sudden, my migraines were gone. I started sleeping better because when your jaw, bottom jaw comes forward, so does your tongue and it opens up your airway. Your airway, right. Right. So it's an airway issue. So what I realized is fibromyalgia is a TMJ issue an airway issue and a meridian issue. And if you put them all together, you can explain every symptom that the person has. Wow. So I was blessed. God got me better. And then I started interviewing people so that I could help other people that had fibromyalgia. So the first lady that I helped was a lady that lived down the road from me. And this is this is a letter that she wrote to the London Free Press that's in London, Ontario. And she wrote it 10 years after she got better. Because originally I was sick in 95. I got better mm -hmm. in 97, started interviewing people. This is the letter she wrote in 2008. She was helped in, two, in 1998. Okay. It says, patient remembers dentist's effort 10 years later. It said, words are never expressed enough for the people who do good in this world. 10 years ago this month, I went to Dr. Brock Rondo, a dentist in London. I was in terrible pain. I'd been in pain since 1967, was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. I was bedridden for six months and couldn't walk or sit. Every day I used to pray to die. Dr. Rondo and his staff listened to my cry for help. They carefully x-rayed and measured my jaw and I wore a day and a nighttime splint. After persevering for four and a half years, I was all out of pain. I'm pain-free today, and I can't thank him and his staff enough for listening to me. And she is the very first lady that I interviewed with fibromyalgia, and she got better. That is amazing. And just so everybody knows, um, we'll talk about this a little more later. That's an excerpt from your book, The Fibromyalgia and TMJ Connection, which we'll put a link to in our show notes. And also Dr. Rondo is going to be on our show in a few weeks. So I'll make sure that we put a link for that as well. Once we do that interview. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing man. And you know what? I send all of the people I interview to him and the people are getting better. And, you know, he's, he's initially, he really didn't know much about meridians, but I've been teaching him about meridians. He knew people's bite was off. He knew people had TMJ, but he wasn't familiar with the meridians. So I provided, I bought him a chart and I started teaching him about the meridians. So yeah, and I'd like to jump into that a little bit because, because you mentioned that and I've heard you mention this in other interviews. Um, what is this dental meridian? Well, what the dental meridian is, if you think of acupuncture and people get acupuncture all the time for there's 12 mm -hmm. meridians down the body, that's a, a energy channel through the body. And okay. that's the basis for acupuncture. It's a basis for reflexology, how reflexology can help. Mm -hmm. But what, what people weren't familiar with, except 
that naturopath I went to is those um, energy channels actually go through the teeth. So um, my tooth number 13 was on the lung meridian. So, and it was on the meridian that went to my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist. It went to my back. It went to my lung and it went to the big toe and to the breast. So if you look up on online, it's called meridiantoothchart.com. You can find an interactive um, form of, uh, if you hit the hit a certain tooth, it'll tell you which meridian it is on. And okay. as a nurse, I knew nothing about meridians till I went to see that naturopath. I'd never heard of them, really never really had any idea about it before until that happened to me. So um, the meridians, so people that have, have fibro, they have problems with the TMJ, then they have airway issues, that's why they can't sleep. And then they have meridian issues, but the meridian, depending which tooth hits first, when they bite down, depending which tooth hits first are the symptoms that they have. So if you're hitting okay. your back teeth first, you have more, um, you have more small bowel issues, you have more heart issues. If you're hitting your front teeth first, it's more Sjogren syndrome. It's more dry eyes, dry mouth, more bladder and urinary symptoms. And men that hit their front teeth first have more, um, they have more uh, prostate issues. If you're hitting your eye teeth first, and that's when you're tapped down, that that's the tooth you notice first, mm -hmm. then they have... Um, blurred vision or problems with their eye. They have gallbladder, liver, and hip issues. And I've interviewed like well over 100 people. So when I interview them and they tap, I can tell them what their symptoms are. And they're just absolutely amazed to think that it's all related. Well, and I can't be there. They may pick it up on the mic. I, I can't be the only one doing this while you're talking. I'm sitting here tapping, trying to figure out what hits first. That is amazing. Um, and I will put the link to the Meridian tooth chart uh, okay. in our show notes as well, because that that is, to me is just fascinating. So that explains, though, then why so many fibromyalgia patients also have airway issues, because it's that Meridian, right? It's all. Well, no, it's not just no? because of the Meridian. Some of them, if it's 13, the lungs can be affected. That's the lung okay. Meridian. But most fibromyalgia people, they either have an overbite, their bottom jaw is too far back. And okay. I thought I had an overbite, but so many people had an overbite. I didn't know it was abnormal. Yeah. And some of the people have a, a high palate, a high upper palate. And so both ways yeah. you're blocking your airway. So it's the tongue blocking the airway that gives them the airway, airway symptoms. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, and I will also but, list this. Oh, go ahead. So what Dr. Rondo does is he either gives them a splint to bring the, bring the bottom jaw forward, or he expands the upper palate to make more room for the tongue. Either way, their airway is going to be treated. Okay. And Most is that of one of the, and then does it, if you happen to have fibromyalgia, then is it one of those things that if once the airway is treated in this this case or most cases, does that then impact the fibromyalgia symptoms? Yes, yes, definitely. So then, first of all, you have to have your jaw treated, the TMJ, so there's no more clicking anymore. Mm -hmm. And 
they can do that by sometimes bringing the jaw forward. But if if you have a high palate or or actually your bottom jaws back, either way, your jaws your bottom jaws too far back, and it's causing the airway and the TMJ problems. Okay, got it, got it. And um, I, I I I've referenced it twice a specific podcast that I'm thinking of that you did. So I'll make sure to put it in the notes because it was really amazing. Um, but during this particular episode, you listed some symptoms that we don't typically hear about when you're assessing patients for fibromyalgia or TMJ or airway. Would you mind just running through some of what you look for when you're assessing a patient? Okay. Um, When I'm assessing a patient, I actually do a TMJ questionnaire. And I actually got that questionnaire from Dr. Rondo. That's the questionnaire that he would do in his office. And so people can have either headaches, they can have ringing in their ear, they can have um, tension in their jaw, they can have uh, twitching in their eye. All of those things can be related to TMJ, okay? Okay. Um, there's, There's a long list. You can find it on the internet, TMJ questionnaire, and actually people can do it themselves. And so... There's the TMJ symptoms, and then I do an airway questionnaire, and I got that from a Dr. James Gary. He was um, an airway dentist that did a lot of research on the airway. So um, if you if you have airway issues, okay, you can have um, dry eyes, dry mouth in the morning, you can be snoring, you can be biting the side of your cheek, you can have difficulty um, swallowing. You can have, have, um, being tired and exhausted. Uh, so Mm. there's, there's actually, um, a chapter in my book and it gives you all of the, um, airway questionnaire. Okay. So, so actually through my book, people can do the TMJ questionnaire. They can do the airway questionnaire. Then they can tap their teeth together and do the meridian. And then it tells them, the type of dentist that they would have to go to, to be assessed. I just guide people to somebody, a a doc dentist that can assess them. So my goal is to get people to the right, because regular drill field dentists don't know anything about this. Nothing. No, no, we're finding more and more about that. So. And the Uh, other really interesting thing is um, I interviewed I saw this little girl at my son's house mm-hmm. and this is Maya. Okay. And if you look mm-hmm. at Maya, you can only see her four front teeth when she smiles. You don't see all the way back to her back teeth. And that tells me that she has mm-hmm. a high palate. Right. So I looked at her, I talked to her aunt and I said, I bet you she doesn't sleep well. I bet you she's all over the bed at night. I said, I bet you she snores. And I says, and I bet you she doesn't do well at school. And her aunt says, how do you know that? And I said, and I bet you she has a high palate. And she did. This is Maya's palate. There it is. Wow. Extremely narrow. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Maya's grandmother took her to Dr. Rondo. He's expanding. She's got it expanded now and she's sleeping better. And now she's going to be having braces. But here's a picture of a girl that already got helped. And look at the difference. If you mm. look at this girl, look at the difference. She yeah. actually looks sick in the one picture and she looks alive again once her palate's expanded. Why? Because she can now sleep better. And this is one of, one of the patients that was helped by Dr. Rondo. So um, ADHD, if you look at, um, it's, it's called Dr. Ben Marigalis, um, mm -hmm. ADHD. He is the one that, um, he's got a YouTube video that says ADHD is really sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. So you know what? If you can expand these kids' palate and then they're sleeping better, it's amazing how things improve. And it's not, you know, it's not just Dr. Rondo that knows this. Dr. Dan Gold from Michigan knows it. Dr. Al Fonder, who wrote The Dental Physician, he's got it in his book. Unfortunately, dentists cannot, they cannot advertise that they can help medical problems. And the reason being is they're worried for their license, that, that if they said they can help a medical problem, the, their licensing board can come back and say to them, well, you're not a doctor. How do you know that? And so mm -hmm. consequently, it's it's the system that is preventing people from getting the help that they need. And these dentists advertising that they can help. Even kids that wet the bed when they're eight or nine years old, mm -hmm. the most of those people are sleep deprived and they have narrow palates. And once they expand it, um, you know, these dentists explain why that happened in their books. And, you know, there's lack of oxygen going to the kidneys and the bladder. And mm -hmm. these people just are incontinent at night. But a lot of these kids are small stature. And it's all because they don't sleep well at night. So the growth hormone is not released. And, and they're smaller in stature, the ones that wet the bed. Mm -hmm. So at least that's what I'm finding. But um, it's it's amazing stuff. And, and we just have to get the information out so parents parents realize that there's another option than pills. There's another yes. option than being, giving them medication that's going to, you know, ruin their life. Because, you know, those those kids, when they're sleep deprived, they can't function properly. Right, right. And we talked to we talked to Dr. Morali and some of the others about you know, the fight or flight that happens is just why you see that late stage bedwetting and, and we don't want to have to put them on meds if, if we can avoid it and don't just pull teeth. Let's get to the root of it. If they want to pull teeth, say no, go find someone else and let's get a That's second right. opinion. Yeah. Cause so you don't what, want to make it smaller. Right. So what I will tell you is um, in my day, when people had braces, they pulled teeth when they were crowded. And what I'll tell you in my nursing class, um, we looked at the people with the narrow smile. They were the rich girls in our class, two of them. And when I asked them if they had teeth pulled, they had four teeth pulled each when they had their braces. It made their palate narrow. They both have autoimmune disorders. They both mm. have sleep and airway problems. So yes, um, the dentists, some dentists have actually created this problem. I mean, not because not they intentionally, to, yeah, they no, didn't know. Mm -mm, but, right. but long term, I know from interviewing people that that is the case. Right, 
Right. Um, and that's another thing that we've talked to dentists about too, is, you know, kind of to your point, they, they're the front lines. They're able to see these issues. And as more of them are starting to find out, you know, this is what we learned in, in dental school wasn't exactly accurate when it came to airway. Here's how we need to transition. When we spot the issue, we can't fix it, but we need to know who to send them to. Because kind of to your point, they, they quote, aren't allowed to. So that kind of moves into something else that we rally a lot for, which is this holistic, comprehensive care of children right. and adults. You know, they're all a team. Your pediatrician should be working with your dentist and your myofunctional therapist. And everybody should be together to support this child. That's right. And what I'll tell you is what I found is people that are tongue tied, you need mm -hmm. your tongue to go to the roof of your mouth to keep it flat. Mm -hmm. And if they're tongue tied, they can't do that. And those no. are kids too that then are going to be labeled as ADHD only because they're not sleeping well. Right. So, um, and I will tell you, I talked to Dr. Rondo. They don't, they didn't learn anything about airway in dental school. They only yeah. learned about drill filled teeth. And in fact, one dentist told me he had half a day on TMJ and all they learned was, okay, these are the symptoms that you refer to a TMJ dentist. So mm. they, they don't know. And there's right. a lot of orthodontists. I have to tell you, I talked to, I talked to Dr. Rondo Brock about this. I said, I, I saw a young lady that had her braces um, off a year ago. She had beautiful teeth. They were lined up beautiful but the orthodontist left her with TMJ. They didn't treat the TMJ. They didn't bring the bottom jaw forward. So now this girl is in nursing school with migraine headaches three days a week. Mm. I said, I called Brock. I said, why would they put the braces on and not address her jaw? And he says, because they don't know it. They don't know about yep. it. Right. And so, and I think I say this every episode, we really should just rename this podcast. You don't know what you don't know. That's right. Because the, the 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 pediatricians and EMTs that have been on here, they weren't taught it. The dentists, they weren't taught it. The parents, we didn't know. So no. here we are collectively as a group going, oh, wow. Right. You know, the, the trains left the station. How do we get it put back in and keep it from happening and then help the kids that are already out here? You're listening to Airway First with today's guest, Linda Harris. You can find out more about the Children's Airway First Foundation and our mission to fix before six on our website at childrensairwayfirst.org. The CAF website offers tons of great resources for both parents and medical professionals. In our Parents Portal and Clinicians Corner, you can find educational and informational content, including videos, blogs, our recommended reading list, comprehensive medical research, podcasts, events, parent support, and educational opportunities. Parents are also encouraged to join the Airway Huddle, our Facebook support group, which was created for parents of children with airway and sleep-related issues. You can access the Airway Huddle support group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Airway Huddle. Are you a medical professional or parent that's interested in being a guest on the show? then shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. As a reminder, this podcast and the opinions expressed here are not a medical diagnosis. 
If you suspect your child might have an airway issue, contact your pediatric dentist or pediatrician. And now let's jump back into my interview with today's guest, Linda Harris. Right. Well, I've been very fortunate. I worked with an airway. He's an airway dentist from mm-hmm. um, West Virginia. It's Dr. Uh, Felix Liao. His oh, is we an- love Dr. Liao. Okay. Well, I have worked with Dr. Liao. And in fact, Dr. Liao told them um, there is a fibromyalgia summit that's going on October the 5th in Houston. And Dr. Liao told them about me and they called and asked if I would I would attend. So then I will be talking to dentists and doctors and, and uh, chiropractors about what I'm doing and what I'm finding. Because I believe the reason that they have such a difficult time finding out all about fibro is the only person that would know is somebody that's gone through it like me. Mm. Because it's three different things. So how how would they find that out? You know, like they don't. So Dr. Liao had me go to um, his dental conference and I talked to the the dentist there. And I also, it was, it was really interesting. I want to tell you that, you know, a lot of adults have airway problems and I asked them why they have people take their dentures out at night. And they said, oh, because, you know, that's what we were taught at school. It's for gum health. And I said, okay. so I want to tell you. There's a lady down the road from me. She lost her license. They said she's early dementia because she couldn't, she wasn't coming out with the wrong word when she talked. Okay. I said to her, do you sleep well? And her husband says, oh no, she's up half the night. She doesn't sleep well at all. And I said, well, you know what? When I interview people in their 20s, 30s, 50s, whatever, they all have problems finding their words because they're not sleeping well. I said, Mm. this is not, from not dementia, dementia or anything. Right. So I said to her, will you leave your dentures in at night for one week? And then I want to talk to you and find out what's happening. Well, one week later, she was sleeping through till eight o'clock in the morning. She had no problems finding her words because she was sleeping better. And so I wrote a letter to the dentist, to the doctor, and I said, you know, would you be willing to do a sleep study with her dentures in and her dentures out? I believe the reason that she can't find her words is because she's sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And he refused. Oh, wow. So she continued to lose her license and there was nothing that we could do. But when I told this to the dentist said Dr. Liao's, they were going, oh my God, it was like a light bulb. Come on, this this lady dentist from, um, she was from California. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh my God, how come we never thought of that? I said, you're trading their gum health for their airway. And she's going, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So she was going back to California to call her patients that have dentures to see if they'd leave them in and see what what the effect was for them. And that's just, you know, that's case in point of, if you've heard, I'm sure you have Matthew Walker talk about sleep and how important it is and how the cognitive impacts that it's having. And if you think, yeah. And if you think about all these kids that we're not catching, it's bad enough for us, but they're having it for decades before adulthood. It just, 
on the just you know the, I think you can impact your IQ up to ten points. Not right. to mention, as you mentioned, ADHD. They're going to get misdiagnosed with that. They're not going to do well in school. And they could yeah. if we just can help their airway and help them sleep so that their right. body can restore. That's right. Now, Dr. Liao, probably, I don't know if he's mentioned this on his podcast, but what what they told me is our jaws used to be larger. So centuries mm-hmm. ago, the people did not, they didn't have to have wisdom teeth out. They have beautiful teeth. They're lined up. They weren't mm-hmm. crowded. Why? Because they had larger jaws. And the reason they had larger jaws is because the hunter-gatherers, they used their jaws more. And mm-hmm. so they had breastfeeding for two or three years. Then they then they um, would uh, um, chew on bones. They didn't have soothers. They'd let the kids chew on bones. And so the kids right. developed the muscles in their jaw, and their jaws developed more and so that they were larger. And right. so what... He said, the reason it's smaller is because we're not breastfeeding. And even the ones that are breastfeeding, then we feed them um, soft food for a couple of years and they never develop their jaw muscles. And therefore mm-hmm. the jaws are our actual <clears throat> facial structure and our whole jaw ha- is smaller now than what it was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And so our teeth are crowded. Um, we're having to have wisdom teeth out, and all of these things are are affecting our health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is usually the point in the podcast when a bomb like this is dropped. I like to tell parents, everybody, let's take a collective breath. We didn't know for all of us that thought we were doing great by making our own soft baby food because it was healthier. It's okay. Just deep breath. This is where we are now. Let's focus on you know correcting because we didn't know. No, and that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. my kids have problems, although it's it's really interesting. You know, obviously, I learned this because my daughter is missing her um, lateral teeth, and she's also got six baby teeth with no adult teeth behind. It's congenital mm-hmm. from um, a grandmother, okay. and so she's got a narrow palate. So then I could get her palate expanded, and she went to Dr. Rondo and... Um, you know, so this is this has been a gift from God for me and for my whole family, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, you know, this is our opportunity to educate um, parents, educate dentists, doctors, everybody to say, what? I, this isn't something, you know, nobody... The, the the doctors look after the head. The doctors look after anything below the neck. The regular dentists do your teeth. But if you don't get, have anybody that can look at um, the size of your mouth and whether, whether or not you've got a high palate or your jaws back, what happens is there's nobody to help them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the problem lies. I mean, you just can't have one wonderful dentist like Brock Rondo. Right. Right. And I will tell you, dentist after dentist that has been on here, you know, Dr. Moralia, Dr. Boyd, um, Dr. Leal, just they they all mention they're taught. Let's look at the teeth. That's our focus. No, it's not. Let's start with the jaw. Let's look at the airway. I mean, that's it's the whole area. It's the whole cavity. And you have to focus on it. And if you see something, send them to an ENT. Alert the pediatrician. That's right. Now, Dr. Liao, he does a CAT scan 
they go to his office. I've sent people to him. And one lady had severe, severe indigestion, had all these issues. And I sent her to Dr. Liao and they did the CAT scan and her airway was severely compromised. Mm. And no one else had ever told her that. Because they weren't looking at it. Canada going to Virginia. Wow, just to see him. Um, And yeah, I'll make sure I'll put the link to Dr. Liao's on here also. But um, Dr. Harold does the same thing. He does the CBCT scan because again, and he, he and Dr. Liao, which I'll link both of those in the show notes, both showed these amazing visuals where you can actually see you know, how the airway comes in versus, you know, once they've expanded, they do the exact same person and wide That's open. Right. And the interesting thing is I've worked with four dentists and it, in my book, in the last chapter, I've got like um, nine case studies from the dentist I worked with. But Dr. Liao and Dr. Garcia both help kids with Tourette's. Okay. Mm. So I thought, now, how are they doing that? So I went on a Tourette's documentary mm-hmm. so that I could see what these kids look like. Do you know okay. that they all are narrow, just like Maya, the little girl that I saw, every single one of them? No, every I had no idea. Time. I'm telling you, there's there was 10 kids on this documentary and every single one of them was narrow, which means they've got a high palate. And I will send you the video from Dr. Garcia. He's a young boy. He had a crossbite and he got rid of his Tourette's by making him a splint. So, you know Mm. what, what, what a wonderful thing to give people with Tourette's maybe an opportunity to at least go to somebody to see if, if they can have their palate expanded and if it will get rid of their symptoms because trigeminal nerve, all the nerves come through, you know, the jaw. And, and it's amazing. Dr. Garcia and Dr. Liao help kids with Tourette's. So mind blowing. I mean, it it is mind blowing, but you know what, if we don't get the information out there, how are people going to get help? Exactly. Exactly. And so to that point, you know, as a nurse, when you have a, a parent that's seen some of these symptoms and they're hitting these roadblocks, where do they go? What how do you, how do you guide your patients or the people that you interview, especially if it's you know children? Well, I actually do presentations at libraries. I do presentations at ladies' groups. And what I do, you don't need a referral to get into Dr. Rondo. So I just send them to Dr. Rondo. I said, he's got all the equipment to assess to see if he can help you. Mm-hmm. And so, but the the response I've had is absolutely amazing. These people, these people are getting better and people are calling me and thanking me for everything thing I've done. And I said, don't thank me. You thank God. I didn't find you. He sent you to see me. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not me. I was blessed to get better and I was only sick for two years. And I will tell you when I got better, when they took that bridge off, um, I come home and my, I said, honey, I'm so much better. And he's looked at me and he says, honey, your eyes look different. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, I can see the blue in your eyes now. So what that meant is I was in fight and flight. I knew that they mm-hmm. were dilated. I thought it was from the pain I had. But oh. what, what Dr. Um, Dan Gold said, he said, 
he said that, um, you know, everybody looks at um, the sympathetic nervous system and being stressed. Doctors look at it as psychological. And Dr. Dr. Gold said, I just took away your structural and your dental stressors and your pupils went to normal. Yours was not psychological. Yours was dental. So I know it sounds unbelievable, but that information is in my book. Mm-hmm. And anybody, even, even um, parents with ADHD, they can do the airway uh, questionnaire in my book. And mm-hmm. then they look at Maya and look at if their kids look similar to Maya. And um, I've got a list of some dentists that that are across the country that, that can look at airway. They're not drill field dentists. They're dentists that have gone and taken extra courses and have an understanding of what we're talking about. Yep. And I'll also include, we have a list, um, uh, it's a, an airway dentist locator, and, and it's it also includes some myofunctional therapist from Airway Health Solutions, which is Dr. Moralia. So I'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well for parents yeah, because Moralia is amazing. He I is. Listen to a lot of his his. He's the one that did the one the YouTube video on ADHD, mm-hmm. which we'll include and, in the show notes as well. Right, and he's done a lot of YouTube videos with Lauren. And yes. It, it's amazing what you can learn by listening to their um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I thank them for everything that they're doing because that's just another part of the puzzle that can get people the education to know what what is possible. Absolutely. And, and for those that don't know, um, we recently just launched the Parents Portal and the Clinician's Corner on our website and the Clinician's Corner is uh, co-branded and the curriculum and everything comes from Airway Health Solutions, who we are now partners with, because, you know, that's part of the puzzle piece. We can educate and help parents, but we need help educating the medical community. And, and they are our partners to make sure that we are doing that together. That is and it, it's a phenomenal partnership. Yeah, we're, we're very, very blessed to be coming alongside them to do that. So I'll include links to that as well in our show notes for everyone. Oh, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Because it, it is really, wonderful. all of it is education. All of it, it is. is information out. And you know what? I am so passionate. My my goal is to help a million people. And um I I need help from everybody to be able to do that. And I'd love to be on the Good Morning America or Today Show, anything to get the information out because mm-hmm. this is this is countrywide. This is a yeah, problem countrywide. Actually, it's more than country. It's global. There's 400 million children that, you know, we're trying to help. And, you know, at, at CAF, we're focused on children. Well, those children become adults. So just the statistics of how many adults are walking around with these issues is mind-blowing. Right. And if you so know what a that- difference we could make. Gerald Simons. Yes, Dr. Simons is on our board. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the wonderful thing is at my presentation, I show his video, The Misfit Mouth. Oh, yeah. He talks about Johnny that had ADHD and then he had teeth pulled and then he became bipolar. And what I'll tell you, I measure people's upper palate. Mm -hmm. I do an assessment. And what I will tell you is I've only had four. But the bipolar people 
I could only get half a cotton roll in. They were the narrowest of anybody I measured uh, that I measured. So mm. now wouldn't it be wonderful if they didn't, um, you know, research on this and found that really what it was is they're sleep deprived too. Wouldn't that be amazing? At least but, if we just get them some kind of relief. Right. And not a complete and, cure. You know, if they had their palate expanded, how many, you know, even if they did five people and expanded their palate and then looked at it and looked at what is the response, you mm-hmm. know, some of these people, some of these people don't have the money to get fixed because they're, they're not, um, they're not able to work or they're, you know, they've got airway problems. They can't sleep and therefore they can't work. And if they could do a research study, that would, that would be so amazing to think that, you know, there's so many disease processes that are related to this. Yes. It's almost mind boggling. It, I mean, it really I, is. I mean, think of the true. impact we could have on the entire right. health community just globally. We could, and we could do mm-hmm. this just being lay people, mm-hmm. just being lay people and getting it out. I mean, yep. people, I, people come to me every day that I interview, I interview them for free. Um, I've been blessed and I feel that I can bless other people, but I have to tell you consistently, I can tell people what their symptoms are, whether they have TMJ, whether they have airway issues and people, people leave here almost crying with joy. Understandably, it's absolutely understandable. That's yeah. right. It is. And, and this seems like a good time to mention too, by the way, that um, for parents, we have a our first ever parent town hall that we're co-hosting with Dr. Moralia and, and Lauren uh, with Airway Health Solutions. I will put the link in our show notes. It is on November 8th. Uh, it is virtual, so all parents are welcome, and we're asking people to submit their questions ahead of time. And then also, I know you're going to be a part of the Airway Palooza event in New Orleans, which is in March 2024, and I'll make sure to put a link in there. And dentist, myofunctional therapist, pediatricians, anyone that's you know working with children, and we invite you to come to that event as well. Wow. Um, yeah, and if you stop by our booth, we will have your book along with a few others. We we have uh, people that they can talk to. So it's it's a huge event. It's a great learning opportunity for, you know, the entire medical world. And that's, you know, that's where it starts. It all starts with education. It all starts with getting the information out. And um, I would really like to approach the um, Minister of Health in Canada because mm-hmm. with our healthcare system being paid for by the government, they would save so much money if that's what they did. So that's, that's really, um, that's where my goal is. And I'm going through my member of parliament and um, there's enough people that I've helped that are going to Dr. Rondo. I mean, I send him, I send him hundreds of people. And, um, once they start to get better, we can get a group and we can go there and we can make a difference for everybody else in this world. And, um, you know, get some, get some research done and, mm-hmm. and um, come up with solutions that no one else has really thought of. Mm-hmm. Well, except to Dr. Rondo, of course. Well, yeah. Except, and Dr. Liao and, and Harold. Yes. Yep. Now, the Dr. Ones that Dr. Are in the Liao, um, he, 
he got me invited to the fibromyalgia summit in Houston on mm-hmm. October the 5th. I'm going, right. So right. they wanted me to go to collaborate. To the and that's, you know, what an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then people, you know, I will read you what Dr. Liao put in my book as, as a testimony. Dr. Liao wrote, as a nurse, Linda Harris has more training on TMJ, airway and head, jaw and neck alignment than nearly all doctors and dentists. Her extensive knowledge plus her TLC heart makes Linda Harris an angel among humans. And that's mm-hmm. written by, by Dr. Liao. And I've got I've got other ones from other dentists. Um, Dr. Rondo did the forward for my book. Um, I've had an opportunity. You know, I come from a little village. Mm-hmm. And I've had an opportunity to meet four of the most amazing dentists ever. And I am so blessed. And, you know, they're all willing to listen to what I have to say, which really, you know, not not a lot of other professionals, they they would not be listening to a nurse. I'll tell you that. But um, I've had other other uh, dentists and podcasts mention that. um, There are others in the medical community that won't even listen to a dentist. So this is not a message that everybody is totally open to, because, again, it's not what they were taught. So it's time to just change the conversation and let's reset and, you know, play from the same playbook. Everyone, everyone in the entire medical community. Well, the interesting thing is I used to put doctors at the healthcare um, pyramid at the top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I now put a dentist and a chiropractor at the top. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is being a nurse that we really treated symptoms. We really never, ever looked for the cause of what the problem was. But but again, let's go back to that. Do it as a group, right? Let's do this holistically. Absolutely. 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 And that's what's going to be so wonderful when I go to Houston is because they're all professionals. There's surgeons, there's chiropractors, there's dentists. And now there's going to be a nurse. As it should be. I love that. That's right. So So at the end of every episode, I always like to hand it back to the guests because you are the experts and that's what people are here to, to hear. What would you like, what's the last word or message that you would like to leave with parents? That there is help out there. It's, it's researching and finding out for yourself that, that there is treatment for your kids other than from a doctor. And the more you research, the more you're going to find out, you're going to see videos from Dr. Moral, is it Moralia? Moralia. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be able to educate yourself to realize who it is that, that you should be going to get help for your, your children. Um, the sad part of it is I went to the board of education. I went to the schools. I went to the teachers, anything to try to find out how could I find out about helping parents? And um, they said they can't get involved, that that's the way it is. And you know what? So now I advertise and I have all sorts of people out there telling other people about what I'm doing. And you know what? The more we get, kids helped, the more they're going to tell other parents and we're going to get a whole lot of people help. And then it's going to become a normal, 
a normal thing to, to look at kids' palates, to look at their tongue ties, to look at what does the roof of their mouth, what's it like? Mm -hmm. So we can get them help. You know, who yep. wants to be ADHD for their whole life when right. there's when there's a solution? Or even worse, maybe you're ADHD now. And as you progress, as Dr. Harrell and some of the others have pointed out, it'll turn into a cardiac issue or early dementia or something that could have been avoided. You know what? You were absolutely right about that. Absolutely. And, you know, is is this the answer to some of our dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that? Like, who knows? But we, right. we don't be able to tell unless we do the research to find out. Right. Right. So my Thank goal you. is get that million million people helped and, and make a difference in this world, which is is basically what we all should be doing is helping one another. Very well said. I agree. Thank you so much for being on today, Linda. I 100% I appreciate everything you're doing and the information that you shared today. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Very, very welcome. We will help people together. Yes, we will. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again to today's guest, Linda Harris, for sharing her personal journey and medical insight and to each of you for listening to today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review or comment telling us about what you enjoyed most. You can stay connected with the Children's Airway First Foundation by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Parents can also join us via our Facebook parent support group, The Airway Huddle, at facebook.com backslash groups backslash airway huddle. You can also find tons of great content for parents and medical professionals via the parents portal and clinicians corner on our website. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for an upcoming episode, shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. And finally, thanks to all the parents and medical professionals out there that are working to help make the lives of kids around the globe just a little bit better. Take care, stay safe, and happy breathing, everyone.